welcome back to Cancer Actually Fucking Sucks. If you're new here, I'm Maddie Pollock, a Hodgkin's lymphoma survivor, integrative nutrition coach for cancer survivors, and host of Cancer Actually Fucking Sucks. Welcome to the podcast. Today's guest is Lauren Tarpley, an AYA and breast cancer patient and advocate and fellow podcast host. So good uh, evening, good pre-evening. Woo! All right. Um, so yeah, you're on the West Coast, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, because when mm-hmm. you said 4 30, I was like, what the fuck? Um Oh, sorry. <laughs> so is it no. really late there? Yeah, well, I mean it's Are like you on the East Coast? Yeah, it's like 7.45. And I oh, am no. so cool that I go to bed at 9.15, but I'm going to stay up for you. So that is- You're an angel. Thank you. My husband was like, okay, so like I told you, like I've got the po- I've got a podcast and like I, yeah. I had to set boundaries, like especially with this new life where like everybody's like working from home and stuff like that. Yeah. And um, I had to set boundaries. So I was like, I'm never, I'm not going to like take time from my son. I'm not going to take time from my husband and my time is worth nothing. So like I will do all of my little baking and like Etsy and like my podcast projects, like on my time and nap time. So like, yeah, sounds really corny, but like my husband and I like do like, um, like, I love when people do, like, uh, what was your rose and, like, what was your thorn of the day? But, like, we do I it. I love that. But, like, we do it in bed. So, it's, like, uh-huh. um, like, hey, are you awake? Well, I am now. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, it was, like, what did you dream about? I don't know. I was in the middle of it. Like, but we do, but we do that in bed because we, like, wake our son up. To get, this sounds so cheesy. Like we like wake ourselves. That's so cute. like every morning, like so he doesn't like have a preference. Cause oh he's, my gosh, that's so cute. Well, there's there's malice behind it. So when they're like when they're like two and three, they have a strong preference, right? And you would think right. that like you know sons love their moms, but it's like if I'm not the first face he sees, he could be yeah. totally cool. Like not even caring where I am for like a good almost noon. Like I'm looking for yeah. reasons. I'm looking for lunch and where's that? Wait, that's here? really that's so nice. He'll just chill. Yeah. So um so yeah. Like he was very surprised that I was doing like a seven o'clock podcast and I was like, uh I I will mix it up. I'll see uh I'll see <laughs> oh, all this sorry. I'll see all this melatonin and red wine like comes together. <laughs> Since I pop it at seven thirty, and then it makes for a great podcast episode, though that combination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have done like a podcast at, like five o'clock in the morning, and it was like my most coherent podcast. Like, like the the response I got was like, "Wow, you like really like kept a thought." I'm like, "Oh yeah," because my ADHD hadn't like kicked in yet. <laughs> yeah the mornings I feel like the mornings my brain is like way more serious and on it and at night it's like whatever whatever just yeah survival (laughs) mode well I want to like thank you so much for caring enough about me to like interview me yeah I'm so excited to have you on yeah of course thank you for reaching out and coming on and welcome to cancer actually fucking sucks yes um 
It sure does. <laughs> yes, it does. Uh, yeah, no, I'm so excited to have you on. And you're like in the thick of it. And mo- most of the time we're interviewing people that, you know, are survive- like already finished treatment. Yeah. So they're in survivorship. Um, so no, I'm excited to get your perspective on everything. And you are also starting like four side jobs that you just mentioned and are going through treatment. <laughs> well, so... Well, I'll just go ahead and, like, comment on the side jobs now, like, so I don't forget. Um, okay. So, like, I I started the Etsy store from one of my last jobs. Like, so I make, like, ornamental uh, marriage, like, certificates, right? Like, really fancy ones with, like, oh, silver, like gold yeah. and silver foil and stuff because, like, the, okay. the court doesn't do that for you anymore. Like, I, I worked at the courthouse for, like, 18 months. And I did mm-hmm. not know what I was applying for. Like, I applied for, like, probate. And I thought it was, like, probation. And I'm like, what do I care? I just wasn't good bennies. So yeah. <laughs> then I – but probate court is, like, the cool part. Like, I mean, some of it's really sad. But, like, I did marriage licenses. And every single person okay. who came in was like, okay, great, cool. Like, where's a really pretty one? And I'm like, what are you talking about, bitch? This came out of, like, a yeah. jet printer. And yeah. <laughs> so then, like, when I say so many people ask me, I was like – screw it I'll just start doing it so like I just started a side business oh that's brilliant do you have any I want to see what I want to see what they look like um I'll send you the link to that I don't have any right here okay yeah I'll send send you the link to the Etsy but yeah it's like like they're cute and it was easy like I taught myself on YouTube like how to do it so um that's so cool but I do all these things like the baking and like I bake for like my chemo nurses and my doctors and like all this stuff um, to keep my brain sharp because I just like, I I try, Mm -hmm. I have, I have so many like breasties like online and I will say like, Mm -hmm. I never expected people to be like so nice online. Um, Yeah. Like you mean like in the cancer sport community? Yeah. 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 Um, but, you know, I don't know if and or when, like, chemo brain is going to, like, set in. But I mm. just try to, like, stay busy and, like, challenge my brain as much as I can, like, all the time. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, like, not just for that. Like, I like to stay busy so I don't think about, like, cancer 24-7. Right. But, yeah. But, Definitely yeah, helps. like, if I stay busy and, like, you know, memorize, like, recipes and, like, mm-hmm. you know, I just, I just got a new position, like, at the same company I was working at, so, like, you know, like, oh, congrats, thank you, but, like, you know, training on that, like, a lot of people say, like, chemo brain, like, sets in after, but I've stayed mm. so busy that I'm just, I'm kind of, like, trying to curb that. Yeah. 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 No, I think that's, I mean, if you can, like, I feel like that's, like, such a smart thing to do. Yeah. I have a question. I know. Okay. I know I'm not the interviewer, but that's okay. <laughs> this is going to be like a really controversial question. Okay. <sighs> okay. And it's, I feel like it's different, like in the breast cancer community, right? So like, you, you know, when mm-hmm. you and I spoke, like we, we spoke about your cancer and, you know, it's different. Um, I think that breast cancer community is just so vast and like, there's so yeah. many, like, different kinds and mutations and like treatment plans and then what you do after like you can go flat or you can have prosthetics or you can have um boobs made literally out of your butt or like you Mm -hmm. can have like implants 
Yeah. Like, what? How do you personally feel about like the pre-viver movement? The pre-viver is that bad that I don't know what that means? No, because I don't know if it's just a breast cancer thing. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. think it's just a breast cancer thing. I, I know it has a lot to do with like the BRCA gene and like, uh, but the BRCA mm. gene um, isn't just for breast cancer. Like it's for like it's for. I don't, I don't want to say it's just for like reproductive organs, but like, I know, mm. I know people who like, you know, you get, you find out you've got like a BRCA mutation and like people get like, um, preventative hysterectomies and like right. an ovary taken out because they're like predisposed, you know, predisposed for that cancer. Right. So like I being in this community since September when I was diagnosed yeah and you're thrown into it right like you really don't know Mm -hmm. you don't know what you don't know like you think you're like Mm -hmm. oh yeah cancer it's like no you know like like you don't know anything else it's so true yeah but so like yeah there's a lot of people doing like the whole BRCA thing and preventative like double mastectomies and like stuff like that And so, yeah, like, that would be, like, the pre-viver, because there's, like, the pre-viver, and the thriver, and the survivor, and the Mm. warrior, and the champions, and the, so. I know, there's so many. Yeah, so, like, what, like, what do you think about that? And if you don't want to make it controversial, you don't have to answer, but. No, oh, I don't think it's controversial. I mean, I think it's, you know, everyone's different, so I think do whatever you want to do. Um, personally, like, like I've thought about that because I, so I did radiation after chemo, which makes me more susceptible to breast cancer. And so like, I could have done that or I could have done more chemo and yeah, like I could get the BRCA gene test or something for me. Like, I don't want to know, like, I want to like live my life and, you know, each day and not worry about it and then deal with it if it comes which hopefully it fucking doesn't but that's just my take on it but I know like other people want to be prepared and um so if that's you know if that's how they feel then that's great but that's my perspective on that what's what's yours well like I'm super type a right like I'm yeah I'm like aggressively type a and when I (laughs) like when I was in my like 20s um because I mean I'm I'm just like my mom like literally uh-huh. right now I've got three things of lotion I can see in front of me I have a candle <laughs> I have water I have wine <laughs> and I have hand sanitizer and two kinds of wipes like one for your face and one for your butt and I'm in my office like this is yeah a lot um, you're very prepared very prepared <laughs> so <sighs> I it's going to be super controversial and don't at me. Cause really I don't give a shit what anybody else thinks. No. Yeah. I've, I've got cancer. Like <laughs> I've got cancer. Yeah. Leave me alone. But it's like, I was all about the pre, I didn't know what it was called. And I really don't know if it had a name at the time. When I heard that Angelina Jolie got a preventative double mastectomy, I really, really wanted mm-hmm. to get it. I do not care for Angelina Jolie ever. Then, yesterday, tomorrow, next year, ever. I don't care how much good you do. You're a homewrecker. I'll never forgive you. And I'm not going to forgive So that's just that. But 
when she did that, I didn't know that was a thing. And so when I looked into mm-hmm. it, I was like, oh man, like I really want that. Like I, I have been saying I want a preventative double mastectomy probably. And I, I, I don't know if this aligns. I have no idea when she got hers, but um, yeah, I'll say 25, right? Like I'm 35. So I'll probably say for the last 10 years, I've wanted a double mastectomy. Wow. Um, I was like a C, I was like my, I was a, I was a C cup, um, in middle school. Like I've always had like mm-hmm. huge boobs. They've always been either like, you know, attracting the wrong kind of attention, which I'm, you know, not into, or, you know, mm-hmm. like heavy on my back or whatever. So then I, you know, like I wanted a breast reduction and then I knew some people who got that and they were like, dude, it, it's serious. Like it really hurts. And like, I don't want anything that hurts. So yeah. Um, I wanted. Did you know you like had? Did, sorry, did you know you had the had a BRCA gene, or you just like the thought of like just the, having them smaller? You know. Yeah, the thought of having them smaller and the thought of never having to deal with cancer were my two main mm-hmm. points. Um, mm-hmm. my family is like riddled with cancer. Like my aunt, mm-hmm. like, so my parent, like I'm a, I have a huge family. My mom is one of seven. My dad is one of four. Wow. So that's just like aunt uncles and they have kids and then everybody else has kids. Huge family. Yeah. So, um, and I would say that half of my aunt uncles have all had cancer in all different kinds. Um, so oh my, my gosh. So my grandmother had breast cancer. Um, she just had a lumpectomy and radiation. Surprisingly, like hers mm-hmm. wasn't that bad to be like in her 60s when she got diagnosed. Mm-hmm. Um, my aunt had a brain tumor that killed her. My uncle wow. had, um, I, 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 I keep getting it mixed up, but he um, was a Jehovah's Witness and like wouldn't take a blood transfusion. So his cancer was curable but due to his religious beliefs um that he married into he would not mm. um, get treatment so like that's really unfortunate mm. my aunt has cervical yeah. cancer my grandpa just passed in july from like bladder cancer so when you when you get this information and all you're getting right about, like all these people in your family have cancer you want to prevent it because you see what they go through like like yeah. i feel like people think cancer looks a certain way right you've got bags under your eyes you're bald yeah you're wearing an ugly cap um you're always cold Mm -hmm. you're wearing a sweater and then people people buy you socks so you always have like cute fuzzy socks like I feel that's 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 what people think cancer looks like so right 100% yeah so um yeah the whole pre-viver thing it's tr- it's uh, I don't want to say triggering for me because I don't ever want anyone to have to go through like what mm-hmm. we've gone through like I literally wouldn't want w- wish it on my worst enemy and I have actually yeah. not had that terrible of a response like to the chemo or any of the drugs and I still wouldn't wish like the PTSD or the mm-hmm. anxiety or the sleepless nights or like literally crying until I've thrown up like I've only ever done that like twice in my life and once was when I had like postpartum anxiety but like Mm -hmm. literally crying until I'm throwing up but yeah when you go in for a uh preventative mass double mastectomy 
it's Mm -hmm. not the same. Like you're getting to choose whether you want like over the muscle, under the muscle. Do you want to keep your nipples? Do you want to keep your areolas? Like you have options. When I go Mm -hmm. in for my surgery, I'm getting told what is happening. And the only way to choose is like the size of my fake breasts when I'm finished. And so that's just where the differences lie. Um, uh, Yeah. Um, And then also back to the BRCA, I don't know if like when you were diagnosed, like you had to have, you know, the BRCA, well, I guess not because you said like you you don't want to know. Yeah. Um, Mm -mm. When you get breast cancer or what my doctor told me was they Mm -hmm. give you the BRCA so they know how to treat you, right? And then they can kind of tell you what you're predisposed for later in life. Um, right. And so that's when some women will, you know, go ahead, see an endocrinologist, talk about fertility, mm. do those things. And then while they're like in the same vicinity of like getting a double mastectomy, they're getting their ovaries removed. They're getting hysterectomies like in their 20s. And they're wow. just so they never have to go through this again. And that's so much. Yeah. Um, my BRCA was negative. And wow. So that's really, you know, that, that like blows my mind because yeah, insurance companies like control what you're able to do. You know what I mean? It's like, mm. I look at insurance companies like, um, emotionally abusive sugar daddies, right? Like, I, <laughs> like, look, I really need this. That is such a great, yeah. <laughs> I really want this BRCA, like, gene test. And they're like, uh-huh. um, I don't know. What are you going to do for me? Yeah. Well, I paid my premiums. And they're like, right. um, I don't know. You haven't really, like, proven yeah. to me that it- like some of the stuff that they haven't that they didn't approve I'm like yeah are you kidding me like they didn't approve of a scan my doctor would like call and like you know make them or whatever but it's like I'm sorry I just had cancer you don't want me to have a scan to make sure it didn't come back I'm like exactly it's it's so wild so uh, yeah yeah my my, uh, sugar daddy blue cross blue shield um they so I had to be like diagnosed with cancer and then they still denied the claim and then I called back and I was like look um we have some things to discuss yeah and I'm at the doctor's office now so would you like to speak to my oncologist or would Mm -hmm. you like for me to finish this conversation and they were like we'll take that doctor thank you yeah (laughs) and then then they like (laughs) approved it um right yeah so like my my BRCA came back negative which I didn't know what that meant at the time I didn't know how good that was right that means that like I'm not predisposed um genetically oh to the other yeah got it for the 116 genetic like they they test out for a lot of different things right um yeah so that's good but then what that also does is like your head goes spinning it's like okay well then if I'm Mm -hmm. I'm not predisposed for breast cancer and my grandma had breast cancer number one that means she and I had two different kinds of cancer um Mm -hmm. and then it's like okay well is this environmental is this is this nature yeah well that's the thing right that's the thing it's like I don't, I mean, I have no idea and neither do you or anyone like 
why this happened, you know, like, I think that's what's so hard about the gene, the genetic testing. It's like, and I've said this before on one of the episodes, but when I was deciding between radiation and chemo, I was getting told like all these percentages of like, well, you're like 11% more likely to get breast cancer, but like, you know, everyone is pretty likely to get breast cancer these days. I'm like, Mm -hmm. just scary statistics. And I was talking to my radiologist and he was like, don't listen to the statistics, like do what you want. You're either zero or a hundred percent getting it. You know what I mean? Like it's either zero or a hundred for you. So don't listen to the numbers, just do what you want to do and what you feel is right. Yeah. And I feel like it's so true. It's like, I don't know though. I know in my head, I would react in a very negative way, whether I knew or not, like it wouldn't be helpful for me to know. Yeah. Yeah. And, but I mean, that's the thing, right? So yeah, my BRCA is negative. And so, and then that's kind of where like my cancer story, cause that's like, that's like, you know, 10% into my cancer story. Right. So Um, Mm -hmm. I have all these people in my family who have had all these different cancers and it, because I am a hypochondriac, because I am like, I'm not like Howie Odell or whoever that bald guy is, but, um, (laughs) I like to keep things clean and you know, whatever I like to know where things are, but Mm -hmm. I always, always, always thought I would get cancer. I don't, I I Mm. never thought I would get cancer in my thirties, but I always thought I would get cancer. So I started getting mm. mammograms when I was 30. I skipped, yeah. I skipped the year after I had my son um, when I was 33. And mm-hmm. then I went back this, you know, this year. Everybody keeps asking, you're so young. Why are you here? I mean, you're so young. Why are you here? So mm. then I'm diagnosed. And, um, you know. And why did you, oh, sorry, why did you get, um, I know you told me this before. But why did you start at 30? Was it because so many people in your family had cancer and you were just like being careful? And also, how did you make them let you get it so early? <laughs> sugar, daddy, sugar daddy. Sugar daddy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so because of my family history um, mm. that we got pre-approval. Um, okay. Because when I say... When I say a lot of cancers, I mean, it's literally like almost every single cancer. And um, there's a lot of women in my family who have had breast cancer. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, insurance tells you 40, I hear 30. And I'm going to fight. Like, yeah, good for you. A 3D mammogram is $350. If you're not going to cover it, I'm still going to go get it. So, yeah, whatever. Yeah. So, Mm -hmm. you know, they almost got in my head, right? Like, the, the, you know, the, um, mammogram tax is so nice. And mm. cause you know, they see so much and you can tell like yeah. some of them have had breast cancer and things like mm. that. And they're, they're so caring and everything. And, um, for the four years, it's always been the same lady. And she's mm-hmm. like, I remember you. And I was like, yeah, I had a baby. And I showed her my baby. And, um, so yeah, you know, they call me back. They're like, your test results are, you know, they're a little, little wild like you've got like asymmetry and you've got calcifications and we've never seen calcifications in you know a a duct in a woman who's pre-menopausal you know what I mean like not even like I don't even know if pre-menopausal is the right word like literally someone who isn't in menopause or has already gone through they're like that 
this isn't matched. This isn't mm-hmm. normal. Mm-hmm. So I had two more appointments and they biopsy. And what's really weird is that like, um, so this, this all started in July, right? So like I had to keep getting back. I had to, I had to keep going back. I had to keep calling sugar daddy, blue cross blue shield, getting the, yeah. um, like, uh, approved, <laughs> which they approved the first one, denied the second one, approved the third one. Like so weird. I, I just can't. So yeah. um they finally biopsy biopsy me on the third. And mm-hmm. um again, like what was so weird was like back in April or May, like I'd gone to my OB um to mm-hmm. put the green light to like go for a second baby. Mm-hmm. And you know, they check your blood pressure and make sure you're not you know, whatever. You can do it. And, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, they give you your breast exam and she's like, everything's yeah. great and you keep it going. I'm not going to lie. Um, I, I don't feel every first, I don't, you know, I don't keep up with it all the time, but I go to the doctor right. so much being a hypochondriac. So like I literally see my GP every 90 days, every 90 days. Wow. Even before all this, even before all wow. this. Um, cause if I had like chronic bronchitis, like I want you to fix me. Like I yeah. uh, go to the OB twice a year. Like I, I, I just go to the doctor because I'm a hypochondriac and you right. know, there are racial, dis- there are racial disparities like in the health community and I don't want to yeah. be overlooked and I'm just trying to advocate for myself and all these things. And yeah. so, you know, they showed me my, um, mammogram and literally like the calcification just looked like glitter right like someone's just like ah hey, there you go there's glitter in your chit yeah and I was like okay like is that what cancer looks like and they're like not usually so when they biopsied yeah yeah they just like pick three and they biopsied it and it was cancer mm-hmm. so like I don't have a tumor I don't have a lesion that's so crazy. So just all over. It's it's the boobs. It's in one duct. It's it, like it's huh. in one duct underneath my breast, like behind my nipple. It was almost impossible to find on ultrasound. Wow. It was nearly indetectable on a mammogram. You could not feel it on a self examination, on a doctor's mm-hmm. examination, and my BRCA was negative. So if I hadn't fought to get mm-hmm. my mammogram, I, yeah. I wouldn't know. So by the time, like it's now September, um, and I'm at my first doctor appointment, and that doctor was so terrible. She was so terrible. Mm-hmm. I literally still like wake up and have nightmares about her. Oh God, why? And I'm gonna write her a letter. I don't know if you guys know, I'm in South Carolina, and um. Etiquette's really big here, and even if I don't like you, I'm gonna send you a letter on my personalized <laughs> stationery and like tell you about you and yourself and your life and like the things I don't <laughs> care for. Um, Wait, I wanna I wanna hear what she did. Why? So, <laughs> what the letter is about? <laughs> okay. Can you you see me on the letter? <laughs> yeah, I will see see you. I'll like I'll take a picture of it, and I really will. I'll just put it on. I'll put it on Instagram. So this is this is what was really messed up. So yeah, okay. Um, so my GP 
um, is the one who referred me for the uh, mammograms. So he's the one who got the information. So he's the one who called me. And he and I have a really good rapport. He's been my GP for almost 10 years. I followed Mm -hmm. him like all over Charleston. And, you know, usually when he calls me, he's like, hey, girl, what's up? How how hungover are you? And I'm like, not that much. (laughs) And, you know, like stuff like that. And when he called me, he was like, hey, like, hey, Lauren, um, what are you doing? And are you sitting down? And I was like, oh, uh uh-uh. I don't like this tone. Uh, Yeah. It doesn't work for me. Like, whatever. Yeah. (laughs) So he tells me I have, like, invasive um, inductal carcinoma. He he doesn't know anything about cancer. He's going to refer me to a specialist. So, again, me being me, this is on a Friday, Mm -hmm. mind you. So what am I supposed to do? Yeah. Am I supposed to do Why is uh, so many people find out on Friday or like are waiting for something on Friday and then it's like, okay, for three days, you're just like dying. This is a nightmare. So thank God he called first thing in the morning and I called, you know, Mm -hmm. the specialist and I was like, yes, send that over. And he's like, Lauren, I know you. And uh, I'm going to call you in like some Xanax. And I was like, not a... Clearly, you don't know me. I'm too. I'm too strong. I'm too mentally strong. Can't break me. Five minutes later, yeah. I was like, call in the Xanax. Like, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Don't call the Xanax. I don't know what I'm gonna do this weekend. I don't know what I'm gonna do with myself. Yeah. So I get to the specialist. Um, yeah. So I called and she's like, "Yeah, we have something like two weeks from now." I was like, "I have cancer." Yeah. What? What? I don't know how fast this is growing I don't know what's happening like I and she was like "Uh, okay um give me a minute and let me see what I can do she calls me back 10 minutes later two weeks I would have built my own clinic and learned oncology by literally yeah like oh my god so she gets me in on uh Tuesday or Wednesday like the the next the very next week and uh I'm gonna call her Dr. B um and my mom goes with me and mm-hmm. being the preparer that I am, I bring all, I, I like a whole legal pad with like all these questions. My best friend, yeah. the doctor, she's on zoom. I brought my iPad. Amazing. My mom's with me. I brought, um, my son's like, um, burp cloths for my tears. Cause I knew I'd be crap yeah. my ass off. Right. And so, you know, she sits down, she comes in and she's like, She's like one percent, like too too cheery, right? Like, oh, okay. like, yeah. Like, it was like trying to be positive, um, and like upbeat, um, yeah. But that's not her norm, so she sucked at right. it. Right. And she okay. talks as a person, and so then yeah. she's like, okay, so, uh, yeah. So what even made you get a mammogram? Okay. And I want everyone to stop asking me why I got a mammogram. We are here because I have cancer. Yeah, exactly. Who cares why? What is my stage? What kind do I have? Like, I had, okay, so I had two friends who had breast cancer, one at 30, one at 34. I was 34 on this day. Mm -hmm. So, like, I had called them, and I'd kind of gotten a little bit of information, but they're like, you need to know, like, what you have to know, like, you know, what kind to know if you'll mm-hmm. like you had exactly like what we had and all that jazz so then she's like okay so you're stage one 
And I was, and you know, my husband and I did very little Googling. I didn't want to Google anything. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like invasive and ductal, like intraductal carcinoma. Like that's just in the duct that hasn't gone anywhere. That's stage zero or that's stage one. I'm like, oh yeah, price is right. Like stage zero. I want stage zero. Give me that zero. Give me that zero. Zero (laughs) means like no chemo. It's a lumpectomy. It's a little bit of radiation. Mm. Keep it moving. Like I can be super positive. Like I don't see any breakdowns where I'm throwing up from crying so much. Like let's do Mm. it. So then like she's talking and she's like, okay. And so we can do a lumpectomy or we can do like, you know, a single mastectomy and then, you know, a lift and a reduction on the other one. So, um, you know, they match. And I know I see here that you say you want more children and you know, you, you, did you breastfeed your son? I'm like, I did. So, so you'll want to breastfeed your other child. So you'll really want to keep the other breast. And I'm like, uh, okay. okay, like, what, are you, like, I have, can- I've got cancer, like, what are, what are we, yeah. doing? like, like, what's the process, like, I don't even know, right. you know, at this point, I didn't even know I needed, like, an oncologist as well, like, I thought she was going to be everything, she's just the oncological, surgeon. oh, what was she, she was just the surgeon, and she's, like, you know, laying oh. out, and it's just, like, and, like, literally I've known I've had cancer for like four days and I've been here for 30 minutes and you're talking about like the one boob that betrayed me and cutting up the other one and I'm just I'm like okay and so then um she said something okay so she's like yeah you're stage one and you're her two positive and um so and this is what will live in my brain forever Mm-hmm. Ugh, I can I can see it now. Ugh, ugh. This is what's gonna go in the Oh mind. God. Right. So you're her two positive. Um, you know you've you're stage one. You're her two positive. So this is how her two works. Um, you know it's it's a very aggressive kind of breast cancer. Um, you've got grade three. That's the most aggressive grade. And um, you know, breast cancer goes from your breast to your lymph nodes and her two likes to go straight to the brain. It just hangs out in the brain. So um we're gonna need to get you a CT. Um we're gonna need to get you a PET scan. You're gonna need an MRI and um your we need to check out your lymph nodes to see if it's in your lymph nodes. So I don't know if you want to do that when you go to the hospital and get your chemo port or if you just want me to do it here. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. When I say she said exactly that, that fast, I was like, it's like, what? Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Look, bitch. Google said stage zero, stage one didn't have chemo. So what are yeah. you talking about? Number two, <laughs> number two, what is a chemo port? Uh, right. All right. If you can buy, if you can biopsy my lymph node, like right here and now, why wouldn't you do that? Like, okay, yeah. what? And then if I still need a PET, an MRI, a CT, and a biopsy on my lymph nodes, then how are you staging me? Like, right. Sh- the world yeah how did she yeah how did they know how did she know if she hadn't even seen if it spread or anything so i will say two good things about her 
Okay. Right? Roses and thorns. <laughs> the one good thing about her was that she was she was really thorough, but right. I don't know if I have two good things to say. I don't know. I <laughs> don't, don't have know. to. I I don't know. She was thorough. I. I don't, I don't know. So then, you know, I get the results from the lymph node. She calls me again on a Friday. And then she's like, um, oh, okay. So I, I'd gotten an oncologist and this is, I am, when I say I'm type A, I will go help turn on lights, mop floors. And I, if somebody misses their appointment, I'm getting that appointment. I'm going to sit there all day. So yeah. I got an appointment with my, who is now my oncologist three hours mm -hmm. after my meeting with Dr. B. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, they usually work together, so that's fine. She put in all the referrals for all those things. Um, but then when she calls me and she's like, yeah, so there is lymph node involvement. So now what we need is all the results from the MRI, the CT, and the PET scan to see if it's spread anywhere else to see if you're treatable or curable. Okay. So now this is like my third conversation with you. And you have yeah. started at a thousand. I right. I don't even know if before any of this, I knew about like metastatic and non-metastatic breast cancer. Like all I knew is that there were stages and four mm -hmm. was bad. Like that's yeah. it. That's it. And yeah. so then like the first 15 minutes, you're like, her two likes to hang out in the brain. Oh, that I will never forget. Ever, 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 ever. And that's what, that's how I'm going to start my letter. Like, my PTSD yeah. for the rest of my life. Every headache I ever get. Of course. I think it's, well, it's like breast cancer. I feel like they forget, like, some of them forget that, like, some of the doctors, that, like, this is our lives. Like, it's not just, like, a body that you're seeing in a room. Like, this is actually, we have to deal with this mentally. Yeah. And it's like, well, you can't just tell me that I might have now cancer in the brain, like, yeah. to start. Yeah. Yeah. When That's everybody that I'd seen so far was like, why are you even here? Girl, go home. Go to lunch. Be mm -hmm. with your little baby. Like, at this point, my son was 16 months old. So, like, you're yeah. talking about am I treatable or curable? And I'm looking at my baby's face. And that's the first time I've cried so hard I threw up. Yeah, like Ugh, I can't imagine. Yeah, and then but then I also think about people who are in my same exact shoes, and all they want is a baby, and they don't, and, mm -hmm. and you don't know if you can eat, and you don't know if you can later. Yeah, and so I yeah. I don't know which is more sad. Like I I, yeah. I I think about it every day, all day. Yeah. So. Yeah. I meet my oncologist. He's amazing. Um, I got a new oncological surgeon literally like two days later. Yeah. She's incredible. Um, yeah, like even Dr. B, she was like, I like to place my own porta cats. And I was like, 
what? <laughs> like, why is this a, this isn't even about you. You don't even go here. Like, yeah, I seriously. can't, I can't. She was like, I like to place my port on the bra line because once this is over, like you're going to be a survivor and like, you don't want to see that every day. Yes, I do. I yeah, love what do you mean it my, you want to see it? I love my port scar. I love it. I agree. I see it yeah. every day on my neck, on my chest. I'm get I'm I'm gonna I'm getting a tattoo under it. Like my sister and I are getting like matching, you know, matching tattoos. Like, no, and by the way, like I'm wearing a bra every day. So like right. while it was also, healing, like what would, yeah. what would that be? I don't like how she tells you how you, like, what you want, you know? It's like, and that's, maybe ask me. That was exactly it. So, yeah, this is, this is how I live my life, right? I, (laughs) I don't know, like, everything, but (laughs) I will find someone who does in a minute, but I know me better than anybody else knows me, and you Mm -hmm. I hope you know cancer better than anybody else that knows cancer. So let's come together mm-hmm. and right. do this thing while you're listening to me and respecting me and my boundaries instead of you mm-hmm. telling me something. Cause bitch, that ain't how this is going to go down. Like, yeah. Uh, so I had one more appointment with her. I ended up having like radiology, which is what 90% of people do put in mm-hmm. my port and I like I was I was like really concerned about like one of the stitches right like it, it looked like it was like sticking out of my neck and I was like hey can mm-hmm. you like really look at this and um she was like I don't um touch other people's surgical like what yeah like she was like I don't mess with other people's surgeries and I was like but if I'm your doctor <laughs> yeah you took an oath and what if this thing's what if this yeah. thing pops and I'm like sp- spraying blood from my neck like all over your office? But like, I just I mean it's right here. I'm like we're, we're right here. Like yeah, right just here. look at it. And then like she's looking me in my face. She's like, "Do you have any other questions?" Okay. And I was like, we "I are. absolutely do not." And I was yeah. like, And we are finished here. I will see you never again. Ever. Ever. Yeah again she was the worst um oh, so yeah yeah wild so I ended up having like stage two because lymph node involvement oh oh that's what I was gonna say mm-hmm. so she did that is the one thing like she did say I had stage one because of how small like the little calcifications were right so like even if you like right. combine them it was still stage one which is wild to me and then you know like a few days later I'm stage two because there's lymph node involvement and then they're talking about how they'll remove them and then lymphedema and I can never get blood pressure taken on that side and like how my life is gonna change and I'm like it has been nine days yeah I know it's so it's crazy how much happens in that first like two weeks yeah so I get mm-hmm. my, um, oh, after I like met my awesome oncologist, um, we went to an endocrinologist and mm. 
because because they don't really have a ton of like data on like African American women who mm-hmm. had her two like stage two her two positive breast cancer who had mm-hmm. this cocktail of chemo with another eleven sessions of Herceptin um, at mm-hmm. thirty five years old who. Um, did the medical menopause and still want children, right? Like that's a very, very narrow, very niche, (laughs) like very niche. And they don't, they don't really have a ton of data and I am willing, ready and willing, like take my data, please. I hope it helps someone. I will tell you everything I've been eating. It's terrible. Mm -hmm. Um, But um, (laughs) take my data because yeah, they were, you know, like when, you know, we we're at the endocrinologist and like everything looked good and, you know, they got a ton mm-hmm. of eggs and, you know, after everything we ended up, we have three boys in the freezer. I feel like a real housewife. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, just don't know when we'll be buddy yet. But, yeah, just don't know. Yeah. Um, no girls in sight. So uh, at least we have all the clothes we'll need. But um, yeah. Yeah. So we did that. Um, we did have to push back chemo one week. We did everything in three weeks. So it was like eight weeks worth. Wow. Of, yeah. Of like fertility, like in three weeks. Wow. Yeah. Um, but I will say like the eight weeks is usually like, if you are also like doing implantation, like in the same cycle. Um, okay. So it's not like, I guess that unheard of. I've, I've been told now, cause I thought I did something awesome and people were like, yeah, that's kind of horrible. <laughs> Um, it's still awesome. <laughs> so it's a have, lot to go through. It's a lot. Yeah. So, yeah. um, yeah. So then I had the egg retrieval on a Wednesday, and my first chemo was the next day on a Thursday. Wow. Um, and it was a lot, and it was like super emotional. Yeah. And um, yeah. How was it like? And maybe it still is because you mentioned this before, but like having such a new baby like how has that been mentally through all of this have you do you feel like you've dealt with it or you feel like you're in survival mode still a little bit uh I don't know I think I think I've dealt with it because I finished my chemo cycles and Mm -hmm. my body responded so well But until, until I have another test that shows me Mm. what we need, wanted, you know, to see. Right. I I was inconsolable. Like, you know, you would do something really cute and I'd cry for two hours. I I would cry. Yeah. I, what was it? Uh, It was like halfway through. So probably like cycle four. Um, mm-hmm. I cried myself to sleep every night, like just, yeah, just, I, because I'm not afraid of like anything, like not that I'm like, I'm not like a badass, right? Like, <laughs> but like we live in South Carolina, like we literally, like we have like little ponds and lakes in our, in our neighborhood. So there's alligators everywhere. Like there's snakes everywhere. There's lizards probably in my house I hate lizards I don't I'm not like I'm not like scared of them but like right the only thing I'm afraid of is like literal ass death like 
I, yeah. I'm afraid of, and this is just something my grandma used to say, and I like, I like hold on to it so hard because like she was so funny, but like, um, mm-hmm. she would be like, "Don't wake up dead now," like you know what I mean, <laughs> like don't mess up that you wake up dead, and so. Like, to me, that's, like, the worst thing that can happen, right? Like, you wake up dead. Mm-hmm. Like, you wake mm-hmm. up, and there's some strange-ass people either in your room or you're, like, not in your room, and they're like, all right, we got to go talk, you know, whatever you believe in. We got to, mm, is it up or down? Yeah. <laughs> Get in that elevator. Either the elevator decides or you got a dissertation to write in 30 minutes. Like, <sighs> state your case. And, and then, like, the second worst thing is you wake up and somebody tells you you have cancer. And so then, mm-hmm. um, you know, especially, like, with my family, like, hasn't been a great survival rate. And so yeah, that was pretty traumatic. Yeah, that's true. You've just seen it. Yeah, you've seen it so close. Like, yeah. So I'm sure it's, you know, you have to question your mortality a little bit. But, um, yeah. And that, and, yeah. so that, and that was the prop, like that, that, that was my problem. Like that was my trigger mm-hmm. is, um, I'll do anything. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but since having, you know, chip, if there's a chance that I'm going to die, like I'm, I'm not going to do it. Like it's yeah, like he's literally right. like, like he's literally my everything. So yeah. Um, yeah, so like that that was really messed up. I don't know I, I was just talking to my best friend about this the other day. I don't I don't know where I am in the grieving process. Like I don't know where I am. Um so <laughs> so this is what I was talking about earlier. So yeah. I am finished with my four drug chemo, right? So right. I'm I'm done with chemo because all I have is immunotherapy left. And right. Um, my surgery is, uh, my double mastectomy is on three, two. Mm -hmm. Um, so again, I need proof. Like you want Mm -hmm. proof that I have cancer. You want a PET scan. You order all these things. And Mm -hmm. my doctors know that I'm going to order some things too. So I got, um, I couldn't get another pet scan. If you get, like, I don't know who's listening. I don't know what you've been through. But if you get too many pet scans, like, literally, they give you cancer. And I didn't know that. I know. Like, no, I've, like, sucks. gotten so many. But that's whatever. Sucks. Like, I love, yeah. number one, the people who are, like, administering the radioactive material i felt like yeah. in the simpsons and i swallowed that little pill that's like in the beginning of the thing but it's really crazy. yeah but they're so nice they're like do you want a warm yeah. blanket she was like um i'm gonna let you like play some music but the phone's gonna be over here because i want yeah. you to relax like she's like right do not do not check your email do not be on your phone and so yeah. you know you know, I, I let my doctor have some leeway and I was like, I'll let go of the PET scan, but I'm not going to let go of another MRI on my brain because Dr. B lives up there rent free. Right. Like, and and I don't know. And and I hope this is a learning experience for anyone else, but like, um, uh, most chemos like can't penetrate 
like your the blood flow that goes to your brain right like Mm -hmm. it's it's like a protection like mechanism that your body has like done so like if you have brain cancer they put like a a stent or a shunt or you get like radiation directly Mm -hmm. into your brain so um like so I was like yeah I don't I don't I don't trust anyone or anything I literally like I was born the only thing you're born with and die with is your body and my body is like Mm -hmm. literally has waged war on me so getting another MRI so right just this past Friday and I got oh okay and um there's a cyst in my brain Mm -hmm. and they were like it's pretty lit up and I was like oh fucking great and my mom um first off like even on the first appointment like I'm like bawling my eyes out and I was like yeah are you here is this (laughs) on and she's like yes how can I help you and I was like, did we just meet? Like, what's happening? And I was like, do you not cry? And she was yeah. like, because, I mean, honestly, I, like, don't see my mom cry. Like, I'm like, right. oh, my God. I, I watched I Am Legend to, like, try to cure coronavirus. I'm ridiculous. Uh-huh. Um, but, like, I cried, like, half the movie because the little kid was like, look, Dad, a butterfly. I can't I can't be an epidemiologist. Yeah. <laughs> um, she was like, no, I'm a happy crier. Like, I cry at weddings. Like you know, I'm happy. Cry. I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. And she's like, and we can't both be balling. I can I can barely hear the doctor. You're crying so loud. I was like, Linda, Linda, <laughs> I have cancer. She <laughs> just told me I can't, I'm allowed to cry. She's like, you're allowed to cry, but we don't both need to be crying. I was like, yeah. oh my god. So like, I told I called my mom and I told my mom about the the cyst. And she was like, mm-hmm. well, that's what happens when you go looking for something. You're going to find something. I'm like, oh, oh my God. God. <laughs> I can not with you. Regardless, thank God, my husband went with me to the uh-huh. um, neurosurgeon this morning. And it's like a normal okay. that like a lot of people have. But like a lot of people oh. never find out about because like a lot of people don't get um, MRIs on yeah. their brain. As oh, thank as God. Well. Okay. So it's just. Yeah. So yeah. Like because what I, I wanted to make sure there wasn't any her two hanging out in there because totally. you hear all these stories from these people who have like kind of done what the doctor said and like eh, I can't yeah. handle any more chemo I don't want to do my sixth one or I can't do my fifth week of radiation and then like three years later it's everywhere right and then mm-hmm. it's like ugh. so I just I couldn't do that um but that was mm-hmm. like that was like what happened to me most recently like literally today yeah like but today <laughs> yeah three- okay well thank god it's I can't even imagine. Oh um, yeah. Thank God it's just normal. And then, okay, so now you are doing the immunotherapy and then you get the mastectomy in March. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll do immunotherapy like every three weeks, double mastectomy in March. Um, I'll start mm-hmm. radiation at the end of uh, April. And then okay. um, I'll have spacers in because you can't get implants mm. with radiation so then I'll have to get the implants in um got it but I did 
um like I made a note here to like talk about like therapy and like group therapy and like mental health yeah and like I'm not gonna preach to anyone like I have multiple therapists I think it's hilarious they don't know each other I feel like I'm in like again like I feel like I'm just like cheating um (laughs) they don't need to know about each other we talk about different shit like it's totally fine but what you gotta do who cares yeah I mean we all talk about the cancer but like like we were like how does that make you feel having cancer at 35 I don't know betrayed like uh lined up for death like I don't know like yeah I haven't really thought too uh, haven't really had ton time to think about it I know you don't really think about it until yeah you don't really think about it during it so I tried group therapy and I hate it um okay so I'll put it like it's interesting yeah I love to hear I love I love it so I I like to hear other people's and it depends on the group like 100% were you in a group with like everybody that like had your same cancer and was your same age and like had your same stage so like all that stuff well so it was a young adult support group okay I was the only one when I started going I was the only one that was like start just diagnosed everyone else were survivors okay so for me it was like hopeful and they were kind of like warning me about certain things and it and like everyone was so cool so I had a really good group so I'm lucky but I know a lot of people don't have great that would be awesome (laughs) yeah so (laughs) first off um there's an app and I thought at first because it was in my lymph nodes that I was metastatic so I chose Mm -hmm. that I was metastatic and I had stage two and the first thing that popped up was like hey ladies like you know just living for the day found out that it spread to my spine so has anyone else had this like experience I like you know how you can like shut a book like really quickly like I just like threw my phone across the room I was like oh ah! in your no I would not I wouldn't recommend online groups for anyone going through it no it's yeah what no 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 it's not like and I I still like this was before this was even before like the IVF so like this was very early on because my best friend was like that I heard this app was good. And she's like, well, why did you pick metastatic? I was like, because it's been more than one spot. I don't, I don't know. So yeah, that was out. Right. So then I got in this other group. And I will say it was just like cancer group. Okay. And there were two people that really, really helped me. And I just mm. wanted to, like, end on a high note, like, George, like, uh, Seinfeld. Like, oh, I'm out. Okay, high note. <laughs> I won. Cool, cool, So, you know, there's, there were two people. There's okay. a woman who had breast cancer, she, and she was a marathon runner. She was so fit. She wow. Was fantastic. Like, I mean, just a, just a great person. And I think mm. she had stage three. Like, so devastating. Mm. And, you know, you know, she's going to do whatever and, you know, keep it and, you know, get, you know, all the help and the drugs and everything. But, like, she, you know, she doesn't drink and she runs 85 miles a day and, you know, she's very very healthy. Right. And I was like, oh, okay. All right. 
because that's not me. No. Yeah. Um, I'm like five four. I'm like a buck fifty. I eat cake batter <laughs> when I'm stressed. Um, I drink bourbon when I'm happy, stressed. Yeah. <laughs> mad every alive. Um. <laughs> And so then I was like, okay, because, oh, so that it, that's, that is the other nice thing I can say about Dr. B. She did say there was mm-hmm. nothing that I did to cause this, especially since it's not like ER, PR positive. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't birth control. It wasn't having a baby. It wasn't. Yeah. Anything. And then right. even though I hate sex in the city, again, this is not going to be a popular opinion. Um, mm-hmm. I, I was like reminded of like, the, you know, Samantha and her getting. Oh my God. Have you seen, have you watched that? episode episode since you've had it I don't recommend but oh my god I watched the shaving of the head episode after yeah and I was like what but like crying so fucking hard I don't know why I did that like don't 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 watch it (laughs) no I I don't know I'm I I just really just don't like sex in the city but I will rem- I do remember that um, episode and you know she was like what did I do is it because I'm too promiscuous yeah. or whatever and you know mm-hmm. the nun you know there's the nun and she's like I'm a nun like and I've got cancer mm-hmm. you know that made her feel better and so I was like okay we've mm-hmm. got the marathon runner we got the nurse we got I mean we've got the nun we've got Samantha she's a slut that's fine everybody's all over the place everybody's getting <laughs> cancer right yeah so then there's this other guy, and he made me laugh so, like, I think I pissed my pants. Like, he, he made me laugh so hard. And he was like, hey, uh, Greg here. Like, because it was it was almost like an AOL chat. Like, it, it was dead out like a group. Like, uh, like, no one was talking. Like, we were all typing. I honestly don't know what the, I don't know where I was. But, because yeah. there, there were so many nights I just couldn't sleep. Like, I mean, right. it's like the first two weeks I could not sleep. So, um, he was like, Oh yeah, I'm a fat ass. And I was like, uh, I'm following, I'm following. And he was like, I eat, I don't know, like a porterhouse or like a T-bone every day. I do what I want, when I want, where I want, how I want. I smoke cigars, I drink whiskey, and I've got colon cancer, and I probably, and I probably deserve it, so I'm going to, you know, I'm gonna try to change, but I've been doing this mm-hmm. for a long time, and I probably gave myself colon cancer, now maybe I did, and maybe I didn't, Yeah, but at the end of the day, Mm-hmm. Everybody in this room has cancer. Mm-hmm. So let's just kick cancer's ass. And like, like you know what I mean? That's not like all he said, but like that that did it for me. Like, like those are my people, right? Like, right. I was like, oh my god, yeah. he's so strong. I, I grew up last night from crying so hard. I'm not like. I mean, and I, I, like, just because you cry doesn't mean you're strong, but, like, there's just certain things, like, there's, like, there's, like, you know, like, in the office where, you know, like, mm-hmm. Pam and Jim, Pam and Jim are, like, taking, like, mental photos, and, like, that shit, like, makes me tear up, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's, like, you know, Chip will say, like, the funniest, like, most perfect thing, and then I think about, like, a future where, like, he doesn't have a fucking mom, and, like, mm-hmm. And I yeah. and it kills me. And so mm-hmm. that's why I have no idea like 
where I am in my grieving process. Like mm-hmm. my hair, I thought I'd care a lot more. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't care less. My husband shaved my head. Um, I I thought I would care more. Yeah. And now that it's been four or five, five months, mm-hmm. um, I just, I feel like I'm starting to look like what I didn't want to look like. Like, mm-hmm. you know, everybody looks really similar because they, you know, everybody's on steroids and so you're a little out of shape and you're so tired and like, like literally yeah. like to get ready to go to the neurosurgeon, I was just so emotionally like exhausted. Yeah, it's to beyond like, exhausting. To like maybe hear some more bad right. news that I might have to have brain surgery before I have a double mastectomy before I have to have five weeks of radiation like I went to the doctor in May to get a like a gold star to have a another baby Mm -hmm. like like now my husband's shaving my head on our third wedding anniversary yeah it's fucked up cancer fucking sucks it really is and it's, yeah. it's insane. And yeah, it's insane. It's just, it makes no sense. And it's like, we can't make sense of it. And, you know, it's like, I think the grieving process is really interesting with cancer. And yeah, I mean, I don't think I really knew that I was in it. I don't, I don't think I knew I was grieving until after. Do you know what I mean? Like, for sure. I don't know. It's so, yeah, it's a very weird mental like just mind fuck and no one talks about that part of it it's like like your dog like dr b she's like okay like physically like this is what you're gonna do and it's like wait yeah hold on like what what do you mean it's just like it's just such a wild experience like for people who i have made so many television references i should (laughs) change my life but um <laughs> we're all watching a lot of TV anyway. so much tv right now but um the best way that i because i thought about this the other day and mm. um cancer takes every single thing from you mm. and like whoever you believe in or whatever you believe in or whatever power you possess or like take back like that is what will control like what you get back but like I legit feel and felt like Cersei like from like Game of Thrones yeah like you know I you know everybody's a trash person when they're in their 20s and like you know, you're, t- you're taking bar mat shots on a bet and, like, I don't know, just trying to find someone to shack up with or whatever, and I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I plead the fifth. But <laughs> I'm 35, and I turned my life around after being a traveling bartender, like, across the country for, like, three years. Like, I came back here. Like, I knew Trey, but, like, we, you know, reconnected on match, and I just, like, 
you know, he's literally like the best person I've ever met. He's like just so patient and like I'm just so insane. And he's like, You're so funny. And I'm like, This is a and you know, like he's white and I'm black and like we make it work and it's and it's you know, just like whatever. And then, mm-hmm. you know, like everybody's kingdom is like different and like everybody's everyone's riches are different, but like all I wanted was like three healthy boys and a, and a, mm-hmm. and a, and I don't have a fence like we have a huge backyard I don't have a fence that's just dumb but and I want a fence <laughs> and <laughs> I just want three healthy boys and I want a fence and I just want normal mm-hmm. shit and I want I want my biggest problem to for to be that like I forgot like laundry detergent which would never happen because I don't ever forget anything because literally (laughs) if you look at my bio making lists is one of my favorite things right after eating cupcakes and it's just like you know what I'm saying like I went to go get my gold star and I got my gold star from the OB and I went to go get my gold star from like the mammogram tech and I and I didn't Mm -hmm. I got my red x and it's like it took everything from me like it took my hair it took my looks it took my body it's going to take my breasts it's going Mm -hmm. to you know it's going to take part of my skin it's going to take my lymph nodes it's going to take my skin elasticity it's going to take um you know, I'm going to have to take a lot more consideration when I travel. I'm going to have to, I'm like, I'm going to be a fucking like 80 year old, 35 year old. Like it literally takes everything from you. And I don't think people think about that part. Um, Mm -hmm. And and the thing is like, I'm not trying to be vain. Like, I mean, (laughs) I'm like, so. Yeah. Well, I mean, but well, it's like a lack of control. We don't have any control over anything anymore. Yeah, you have no yeah. hair. You like you, like it's like it's not even about like vanity. It's and yeah, it's not. And I, it's about choices being taken. Like yeah, taken from you. You don't have any choice in the matter. And it's it, just like I'm not trying to be like super ind- individualistic. Like. I, I'm in like corporate America and I work from home who cares but like Mm. I'm bald and you know Mm. like I'm like I I think I'm like starting to lose the weight because like I don't take steroids um I only I only get my steroids in my um my bags because I don't need them Um, yeah before you because thank god like I I I I haven't thrown up one time and that's the thing too, like I just think that people think that like cancer is like a monolith. And like yeah. you're you get chemo and you're gonna throw up and you're gonna be sick and someone's gonna have to wipe your ass. And like um yeah. like I have truly seen like who my friends are and like there have been people who I was friends with like five years ago who like literally like drop food on my doorstep and understand that like they can't come in like even if we're both wearing masks and they're like making plans for like April and May and like that's beautiful but yeah I think that's one of like it really sucks but one of the most beautiful parts of it was seeing like how many people care and how many people could just come out of the woodwork and like gift you anything if they like send socks or a book or like anything it that really was like an amazing part and that sticks 
forever. You know, you're like, wow, I have so many people that actually care and think about me. Yeah, I mean, like, it's your tribe, it's your village, but, like, mm-hmm. like I said, it's just, I think it, I think this is, it was, like, homework, my therapist. I fucking hate when therapists give you homework. I'm busy. I have <laughs> 85 jobs and a kid. Like, I don't have time for assignments. But, like, <laughs> but, like, really, though, like, again, like, it's not about being individualistic. It, like, it's not about being like whatever like it's just like it takes everything from you it takes your strength it takes your appetite it takes your taste buds it takes your um feeling in your hands and your feet it takes like my all of my nail all of my nails are black the bottom of my feet are black like I and I don't even have neuropathy like I don't know mm-hmm. how many of these side effects are going to be permanent. Like, I don't know any of that, but like a lot of people just like don't get it. And it's, you know, you don't want to like take it all out or, you know, give it all to your caretaker. Cause like for sure mm-hmm. my husband's my caretaker and like, we're so lucky. Like our family lives like in 15 minutes in each direction. If I needed anything, like, I mean, I called my mom just, like, breaking down crying on Sunday, like, about my appointment today, and I was just, like, yeah, like, we're talking brain surgery now. We're talking mm. brain radiation now. Like, how much? Yeah, I can't even imagine how scary that yeah. was to wait. Yeah. How, what, like, how much is enough? Like, what what did I do in a past life? Like I want to know. I I want to know like who I screwed over. Like I'm very sorry. I can't do it again. I won't do it again. But like, and my mom's like, you can't think like that. Everybody says like you can't think like that. But it's like in yeah. my mind, I need to know that there was a reason because like this just like random lottery shit where you got the rock like doesn't work for me I mean I think it's so hard to think that way and I know it's like easier said than done but but it's like I don't know it's just that it wouldn't I don't think I don't know if it would help anything to know the reason you know and like like, it was because of this thing and you're like oh (laughs) Look, I did not wear yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like great. Well, the but, one thing yeah. I did want to talk about was like like uh, cancer's already a bummer enough, but um really just like the racial disparities like in healthcare. And I did want to ask you about that. Yeah. Yeah. Ask away. Yeah, I just wanted to know like what you experienced if if anything. During, like, I think at the beginning part, you know, like, when you were, like, trying to get diagnosed, and I know you were seeing doctors frequently anyway, but, yeah. yeah. So, I'll put, I'll put it like this, like, my best friend says it the best way, like, so, um, she is an anesthesiologist at UVA, Mm -hmm. she was the first black anesthesiologist at MUSC here in Charleston, Carolina, her name is Ebony Hilton, she is amazing, She's a beautiful person, like, both inside and out. 
and she has devoted her life to medicine and like like literally saving people and like closing the gap in racial like disparities like in healthcare. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a consulting firm called like Good Stock Consulting. I really do just want to put that out there because they are like doing things and making changes. Um, yeah, but that's amazing. She told me things after like when she came to visit me after chip was born and i'm so glad she told me afterwards but like yeah um the racial disparities in healthcare in america um is the widest gap in the world wow in developing underdeveloped developing and developed nations america has the widest so she is a double or triple board, like certified anesthesiologist, right? Mm-hmm. And she, the example she uses is that like her child is like seven times more likely to die than like a white woman who has a fourth grade education. Um, wow oh my god there are published medical studies that state that Mm -hmm. black women have different pain tolerances than any other race um or just or just people of color so yeah like that's when like women when they go in whether it's ob or oncology or Mm -hmm. regular just like your GP yeah these are these are things that are running through some doctor's heads so it's just like right I have pains okay where is your pain uh I don't know my knee okay well what's you know one to ten well I don't know a five okay well she's black so that's really like a two that's wild it's insane oh my god it's insane that's insane I am not going to lie or like try to like trump anything up or make anything different. I have personally only had one poor experience in the medical, like in any of my medical encounters. Um, Yeah. And my husband and I talk about this often again, because he is white. Um, Right. So there's two things. There's the one time I was treated really poorly. And then there, are, mm-hmm. you know, there's the example of like when I went to go to the hospital to have chip because I've never, I've never like sprained anything, broken anything, dislocated anything. Like I'm, cl- I'm mm-hmm. so clumsy, but I've like, yeah. never been to a hospital. So like this cancer <laughs> thing was a real curveball. Um, yeah. So, you know, my husband, the conversation we had was, do I think I'm treated differently because I present myself differently? Like, mm-hmm. and when I say that, I am specifically meaning my birth plan I had in triplicate and it was laminated. That's what I yeah. mean. I present myself differently. It doesn't matter where I'm not talking about what you wear. I'm not talking about how you speak anything. I'm just talking about Mm -hmm. being organized and like maybe needing the exact information that like the doctor needs. Right. Because Mm -hmm. that's me and and that's how I present myself. And then Mm -hmm. also I wonder 
Because if it's ever serious, Trey is with me. So, yeah, right. I was going to ask yeah. that, too. If you've seen, like, a difference. Yeah, like, it, so, like, is he my token? And so even today, yeah. Trey asked me, he said, do, do, like, did you think that the doctor spoke to me more than he spoke to you? And I, mm-hmm. like, if I knew how to do a backflip, I would have done a backflip. But I just love that he's like conscious enough. He noticed, yeah. To ask that question. Yeah. But but honestly, I really didn't think that the doctor did today. I really didn't. Yeah. It was a weird, like, small office because we were like looking at the screen for the like the MRI and we were both just like sitting on the right of him. So, like, honestly, Mm -hmm. I didn't. But I love him for even knowing that that's a that's the thing that I that I deal with because we're in the south yeah like Mm -hmm. like we've been to dinners where like the server only speaks to Trey Mm. like like I've we've been in meetings to you know go look at houses the realtor only speaks to Trey things like that oh my god this this is 2021 south carolina people stop moving 37 people (laughs) a day move here stop moving here we have problems we need to fix but seriously um, wow so the one problem that i did have um was you know i went to the doctor and it was my regular doctor at the time i'd been going there Mm -hmm. for years and i walk up i walk in and she was like good morning and I was like ah good morning and she was like um do you have insurance Mm -hmm. and I was like yes I have insurance and she was like okay so where's your Medicaid card like okay so like first off I don't know which one is like Medicaid and Medicare I don't know which one's like old people or whatever but yeah she was like okay so where's your Medicaid card and I was like okay well first off I (laughs) I have insurance yeah I I am not putting down anyone that does not have insurance because again in my 20s like I could have right. been on my parents insurance and I was like no I'm a bartender I will pickle myself from the inside out I do not need you like who's turning <laughs> down insurance me when I'm 24 I was an idiot yeah but this woman was like well where's your Medicaid card and I was like here's my insurance card yeah and like and and that's and that's what I'm talking about. So like right. you're mm-hmm. you're already, you know, and I'm not speaking for the entire black community, but I am speaking to things mm-hmm. that have happened to African American people over the last few hundred years. Yeah. We have been experimented on. We have been turned away. We have been refused treatment. It's not easy for the black community to trust the medical community. Yeah, black I don't blame doctors, you at all. Yeah, black doctors are discriminated against. There are people mm-hmm. who will not be treated by a black doctor. There, wow, are, like that is insane. It is. It's insane. Like it's just crazy. It's twenty twenty one. Like what the hell are we doing? Yeah. So like, so you would rather die than be treated yeah. by a black? Yes, I would rather die. So that is okay. So with this interaction with the with the check-in lady, I was like, here Mm. is my insurance card, which by the way, you already have because this is my doctor. (laughs) 
<laughs> I can't like oh my god so were you nice to her that's another like was I nice yeah like I don't know how I would like oh I lost like shit that. oh I, I totally yeah, lost. Okay. no no her old her old racist ass I ain't got time for that so yeah, yeah. no so you know I told the doctor when I got in the office mm-hmm. you know we had our exchange and then I got mm-hmm. a call later and they let me go what they say they were just like we um we are not going to be treating you any longer oh my god please let us know where you would like for us to send your medical records wow they deserve a fucking letter oh oh, yeah (laughs) they deserve a a flaming pile of dog shit yeah they do on a porch (laughs) but yeah wow oh my god you know the the whole like racial disparity in healthcare is a whole nother you know it's a whole that's a whole nother thing but I really yeah. just you know beg people to um you know use your privilege like where you can and how you can and you know like mm-hmm. keep your eyes and ears open because um I just think we're in a really I I just think we are in a time of like microaggressions and yeah um like a like a lot of intentional um just it's it's such it's such a bummer and I and I don't I don't want people to think that I'm just like oh my god Charleston sucks and it's so racist like I rare I mean we're in a pandemic but I rarely have racist run-ins because um, I don't have time for that shit. So um, <laughs> I'm not going to put up with it. And I, honestly, I kind of feel like, you know, like I kind of feel like I kind of feel like people know. <laughs> you yeah. Know what I mean, like, yeah. make my day. <laughs> yeah. I have nothing left to lose i am seriously they cut my hair with a dull knife and they're making me ring a bell wearing a potato sack up and down the street make my day (laughs) but no like it's you know it's it's rare um yeah there there are pockets but honestly like it's it's just really unfortunate like uh, mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know that they are allowed to stand up for themselves, and and it's right. and this is any color. This this actually kind of goes back to age. Like a lot mm-hmm. of people don't think they can stand up for themselves. Like I I don't care if you're like I read because I was um I'm trying to like do an op ed piece if I can like not cry through it um and with mm. my laptop but I'm trying to do an op-ed piece on 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 AYA cancers and yeah I mean there are 17 year olds being diagnosed with stage three this is not yeah. normal and mm-hmm. I know and I mean and there's like super rare cancers I didn't even know there was like heart cancer like I'm, yeah, there's everything. Yeah, I'm learning so much, but like, yeah, stand up for yourself, speak up for yourself. If your doctor's not listening, fire him, her, shit, like, mm-hmm. like, fire them because, like, they're supposed to be 
you are your biggest advocate and they are supposed to be your second biggest advocate. They need to be on your team. Like you need a team through life. Like my Mm -hmm. doctors talk to each other. My OB called me after I was diagnosed with breast cancer from like from her cell phone. And she was like, what is happening right now? And I was like, oh, I love that. I love that she reached out. Who is this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like, they talk. Like, I yeah. love that. Like, my doctor's talk. They're in, they're in the same network, you know, like they get a pop up. Like, this person has this. I think it's so it's not like, hey, I'm trying to have a baby. You have cancer. Don't, you need to chill. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. you know, get, get a team, get a tribe. And like, you'll know if it's like, you'll know if you get somebody like Dr. B who's just there to like, and I, she has her own practice and I honestly just think she's too busy. Yeah, I know. I mean, I think that's, I think that's a thing. That's a part of it for sure. But I love, I think that message is so important. Like be your own advocate. You need to stand up for yourself. Almost everyone I talk to has had an experience because everyone pretty much is a, in the AYI community yeah. an experience of someone saying oh you're too young don't worry about it it's just you know you pulled a muscle like almost everyone and so it's like I think that's just such an important message and I love it so then yeah. show me on and, this x-ray where my muscles pulled Thank yeah you. exactly I yeah, show I me show me yeah <laughs> I need to I see it you want to see yeah. it I want to see it we all yeah. want to see it let's do it like I yeah. just you know, I never, again, I, I thought I would have cancer, but I thought by that time they'd be able to remove my spirit from my hologram and like cut the cancer out, put me back together. I know, right? And then, you yeah. know, what I mean, like in 2050. And mm-hmm. I just, I don't, like, chemo is barbaric, bro. Like, I know, it's crazy. But yeah. yeah, I should be finished by the end of the year and I'm I'm looking forward to it. I Yeah, I want I hope we can like I wanna keep in touch and I want all the updates like oh, after everything. We're best friends now, so Yeah, yeah. <laughs> For sure. I love that. You're on the mailing yeah. list. You're on the mailing yeah. list. Yeah. Hopefully, the good one. I really am going to send Dr. B a letter. Because, I think you should. Because I will say, um, I have a breastie that I met um, through Instagram, mm-hmm. and she had the same, the same exact experience mm-hmm. with her doctor. And she lives in Oklahoma with, with her yeah. doctor. And she's like, I'm never going back. And that terrifies people. What if you're someone who has like food insecurities? What if you're someone who doesn't make a lot of money? And like you went to that appointment, that was all the money you had. You found that right. out. It like chemo sessions um, are billed from anywhere from $45,000 to $65,000 a session. So like when people hear that, they're like, I just have to die from cancer. Like, and if you don't have someone who's empathetic or sympathetic, who's like, we do cash, we do, you know what I mean? This is a hospital. Mm -hmm. Like it is illegal for us not to treat you like, and they're, and they're just like, okay, bye. You don't have insurance. Bye. Right. When the, my, my breastie that had that same experience, she wrote a letter and 
um, the doctor called her and apologized and was just like, mm-hmm. you know what? I didn't know I was coming off like that. And some people just yeah, I bet she. No, 100%. I bet she didn't know. But I think, why not? If you, I think it's worth, you know, she, I think it would change how she obviously delivers news like that and how she deals with new patients. So I'm excited to just get my stationery. Yeah. (laughs) Let Um, me know. Oh, I Um, will be sending you a picture of the letter. Yeah, please send me a picture. I'm very curious. Mm -hmm. Um, and this has been so fun. Thank you so much. This has been fun. I'm so glad I stayed up late for you. I'm not even like, now you. I'm all amped up. I'm not even tired. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Thank yeah, like so today's, been, today's been like the best day. Um, I found out, you know, like about all that stuff. And then yeah. I've got, um, yeah, like Thursday, I've got the appointment like with the surgeon and I think I get to mm-hmm. pick out some boobs or something. I don't know yeah. how that works. <laughs> yeah, no idea. <laughs> but um, yeah, like I don't know if you tell people like how to find people, but I'm just yes, please. Um, type a guide to cancer because that's all it is. Just oh, I love it. Yeah, that's, that's my handle. Type A Guide to Cancer. And then my podcast is Life with Little Ones. And please do not think it's like, oh my God, having a baby is such a blessing. Um, <laughs> on the last episode, I went over how Chip thought it was cute to like eat my waffle. So like I eat blueberry waffles and he eats regular waffles with blueberries on the side because apparently he tells me (laughs) how to run my life. So he ate my waffle and then when he realized the blueberries were in it, he threw it up in my hand. And he was like, and now I would like for you to put butter on my waffle and I will have my breakfast now. So we talk about real things. Love <laughs> it. Yeah. How super awesome it is to have kids. But no, kids are great, but they do some really messed up stuff. And I we just need a place to vent. So it's like this. Like it's a really I like I, I I love your podcast. Thank you so much for having me on here. Thank um, you. And I'll come back anytime. Yes. Uh, we'll need an update after, for sure, after everything. But if any time you want to come back before that, you are more than welcome. Thank you so much. Oh, yeah. I'll let you know how my foobs turn out. My fake boobs. Yes. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you, Lauren. I hope you get to go to sleep now. <laughs> yeah, we'll see about that. Okay, good night. Thank you. I'll talk to you soon.